Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning, this is Terry, and we have got, well, it's going to be a full show, but it's going to be a short one. Let me tell you, we are, uh, we are here uh, for just a half an hour. Um, but let me explain. We made, a, um, we made a decision. In the past, what we've done when football season started, we moved the show back to 8 o'clock, went from 8 to 10, so we wouldn't get preempted as much. We decided to leave the show at 9 o'clock. We think the consistent time frame is better. So we are not, uh, we're not going to move to 8 o'clock. We'll be on 9 to 11 most weeks, then occasionally a preempt will be preempted. This is a big preemption, but it's because of Air Force football, and we're good with that. Air Force is, uh, you know, obviously Air Force football is very important to us, and most of the time if we're preempted, it'll be a half hour, an hour, and it's not going to be that often, so it's not going to affect us a lot. And we just like staying at the time frame because I know a lot of you people uh, listen at that time frame. So anyway, that's the story on that, and since we only have a half hour, I'm not going to spend a lot of time yapping. I'm going to get right to the phones. And joining us from Parks is uh, Donna Forrest. Good morning, Donna. Oh, good morning, Terry. And how are you this morning? Just getting ready to get going. It's a little cloudy, but I think it's supposed to get really nice by the end of the day. It is. Actually, the sun is just starting to peek through the clouds, so I think it's going to be a wonderful day. Well, we're doing strictly a half hour of Parks and Wildlife today, Donna, and you're our first guest. And you've got a couple events you want to talk about. The first one is uh, the Estes Park Elk Festival. And people probably think, well, why would Parks and Wildlife want to talk about a festival that Estes Park is putting on? Well, the elk are kind of important to this state and Parks and Wildlife, aren't they, Donna? Uh, Yes, they sure are. Actually, the great thing is Colorado is the elk capital of the world. In fact, we have the largest elk herd in North America and if I'm not mistaken, we have uh, over 350,000 elk in Colorado. Now, I'm not sure of those numbers. I know the management number at one time was to try to maintain around 360, and we actually brought them down from a higher number. But they're certainly prevalent, and we're one of the few states where you can actually buy an over-the-counter license to hunt elk. That's correct. That, that is uh... Uh, one of the opportunities available to our hunters here in Colorado is over-the-counter licenses for elk, yes. And it's just a great opportunity. And not only do they provide a great hunting opportunity, but in fact, I just was reading a survey, an outdoor survey that was done by um, a company that just looks into the economics. And wildlife watching is, if you take hunting, fishing, and wildlife watching, wildlife watching actually generates more revenue than hunting, either hunting or fishing. Did you know that? Uh, Yes, I was aware of it. And that's why uh, wildlife education is so important. Uh, especially during the Elk Fest in Estes Park. So tell us about our Elk Fest. What's going on up there? Well, they, uh, Estes Park hosts quite uh, a festival up there celebrating the elk. Um, they are very prevalent in the town of Estes. And, you know, re- regretfully, um, there were a couple of ladies already injured up there in Estes Park, not through any fault of their own. They just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time because this is the season for the elk in the rut. 
So the males are very agitated when uh, people get too close to them. Um, they're trying, uh, the, the bulls are trying to keep their harems together. So they're on edge 24-7 during the rut. And um, so what Colorado Parks and Wildlife does is we do set up a booth where we have elk artifacts we, so we can talk to the public that comes to, to Elk Fest. And their numbers typically over the two-day weekend um, will be close to 10,000 people coming through. So we feel that our presence is very important there. Um, the other thing that we do is we will have volunteers um, and staff staged throughout the uh, town of Estes. We try and determine where the elk are going to be because, of course, that's where the people want to be. And so we feel it's important for us to go out into the town and be a presence where the elk are so that we can educate um, the people that are there watching the elk demonstrate their uh, mating behaviors and also to talk to them about safe viewing distances and um, just to try and protect the public. Now, you're absolutely right that now, first of all, if you want to see elk in the next few weekends, the Elk Fest is next weekend, but th this will go on for a few weeks, both in Estes Park and in Rocky Mountain National Park. I've done it many times, and there's I, there's something when that elk bugles that makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. If it doesn't, if you don't get excited by that, and I've been up there many times, but you're absolutely right. Um, people, especially the ones that come into Estes Park, people start thinking they're almost domesticated, and we did have this incident where they had to put that elk down. Now, I understand that one had been misbehaving in the past, but these are still wild animals. You don't want to be backing up to get a selfie with yourself almost leaning on an elk. Um, you could, fortunately, those two women weren't seriously hurt, but you could be seriously hurt. This is a big, powerful animal with a lot of antlers. Yes, that's correct, because uh, the ladies are interested in the bulls with the largest uh, rack of antlers, and Estes Park uh, herd um, does have quite a few bulls that are very impressive. Now, what other activities will be going on, do you know, up at Estes Park? Oh, yes. I've actually been working Elk Fest for the last eight years. Um, there is a, 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 a um, I can't think of it. There's an amphitheater where they will be showing a movie which, talk, which demonstrates um, elk behavior. There are food vendors and craft vendors uh, throughout Bond Park. Uh, they also host um, a uh, an elk bugling contest, which is always a joy to watch. They have bands that play throughout the day. Um, they also have um, Native American uh, dance performances and also storytelling. So it's quite a quite a two day event. It's, and and this is you haven't been. This is mm -hmm. next weekend, um, the twenty third and the twenty fourth. And it's, it's actually uh, September the 30th. And oh, October I'm sorry. 30th. You're right. It's two weeks yeah. out. The next event we're going to talk about is next weekend. Right. right. This right. is September 30th and and uh, October 1st. Usually it's the first full weekend in October, but the way it fell, we're getting it on the 30th. And right. it, it's, you know, there's a lot of free stuff just come up. There's also obviously going to be vendors and nice places to eat and ask this. But the key is you will see elk. I mean, there's just no question. You go up there. You will get to interact with the animals. Just please do it safely. Before yes, we have to let you go, I'd like to move on, too, to one other event that I think we really need to mention. This is a first for Parks and Wildlife. 
and you're having an event at Cherry Creek next weekend. In fact, I'm going to broadcast live from there. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, so the event next weekend is, as you said, our very first uh, event, and it is called the Outdoor Adventure Expo. It will be at Cherry Creek uh, State Park, and uh, we are, are um, offering um, three separate recreation areas, an outdoor area, a shooting, and a water area. And it's really to introduce um, Coloradans to pretty much everything that you could do outdoors in one place. Well, you're absolutely right. There's going to be fishing going on. There's going to be people to help you learn about fishing and boating and paddle boarding. There's going to be shooting ranges set up there to teach you about shooting. There's going to be so much going on there. In fact, there's a large, large list we don't have time to go through. But that is next weekend, the 23rd and 24th. And by the way, folks, I'm going to be broadcasting live from 9 to 11. And I'll hang around for an hour or two after that. So please come down. If you listen to the show and stay high to us, I'd love to have you come in. And one thing we really want to emphasize, you know, people, uh, there's been some misinformation. The events are all free. People thought you needed a parks pass, but you don't even need that. You're waiving the parks entry fee for this show, aren't you? Yes, we are. That was one thing I was going to mention. And very important that it is free to the public. No, it's very, this sounds like a great opportunity. You know, if you want to get your kids into fishing or if you want to start fishing or maybe you want to do a little hunting, there's going to be, I assume there's going to be not only people to hands-on teaching because we're going to be in the park, uh, play right at the park, but there's going to be people to give you information and booths and there's going to be vendors, tackle vendors. There's going to be boat dealers. There's going to be just a numerous, and I'm sure there's going to be lots of food. It should be just a lot of fun. It will be, and we are looking forward to uh, anyone who wants to come out and just try any new adventure that you could possibly think of in the outdoors. Yeah. Hopefully, we will be able to fulfill that. And that's next 23rd and 24th, and I believe it starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. Yes, uh -huh, September 23rd and 24th at 9 on Saturday. All right. Well, Donna, thank you so much. So much going on. I really appreciate Parks putting... Um, resources into these kind of events because I'm evangelistic about getting people outdoors, and this is really helpful. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much, Terry. You bet. That's Donna Forrest from Parks and Wildlife. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse, America's premier outfitter. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by the Honey Smoke Fish Company's Honey Smoke Salmon. The secret is in the fire. And because of our very short abbreviated show, we're going right back to the phones. And joining us from Chatfield State Park is uh, Carrie Ellsbury. Good morning, Carrie. Good morning, sir. Thank you for having me. You bet. Now, I know we've got a topic you want to talk about, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But let's, there's probably people listening new to the area. Let's tell them about Chatfield. I mean, this is an incredible resource virtually right in the metro area. Why don't you tell them where it's located and just describe the park a little? We are located at 11500 North Roxborough Park on the other entrance is off of Titan Road. Uh, we are in Littleton, Colorado, and we have a plethora of activities all the way from swimming, hunt, uh, not hunting, excuse me, uh, boating and uh, fishing, hot air balloons, model airplane, field camping, swim beach, life, wildlife viewing. We have a marina. We also have vendors here that uh, rent out paddle boats and different uh, various uh, uh, personal flotation devices, and it's a lot of fun. Well, and when you go to uh, Chatfield to camp or fish, 
you don't feel like you're downtown. Now, when you're out in the lake, you can see the skyline, but you get in the campgrounds and the trees, and you'll see the wild animals. You have the mountain view. Um, it feels like you're out, out in the wilderness, and it is an escape, and it's just wonderful. And it's close. You're not driving. If you only have a day or two, you know, make a reservation and stay there. And we, we're not going to get into the fishing too much today. We talk about the fishing at Chatfield all the time, and it's one of the premier fisheries in the state. I mean, it's got incredible walleye fishing. It's got incredible um, smallmouth bass fishing. It's got panfish. It's got some big trout in it. I mean, it's an incredible fishery. Anything that's been jumping out that you maybe have heard about recently? Uh, let's see. We've had um, <clears throat> our walleye have kind of slowed down um, from the shoreline. Perch have been picking up uh, out uh, at the south boat ramps. Um, we also have some um, some ca- uh, channel catfish being caught out at the uh, catfish flats and the gravel ponds. Um, and I don't have any recent information for crappie going on, uh, but we have quite a bit of uh, fishing still happening. Our uh, water temperature right now is a current 71.1 degrees, and our water clarity is at 2 to 3 feet. Now, the water's down a little bit, I believe, but all the boat ramps are open. Is that right? You're getting that quite a... That is a true statement, sir. All of our boat ramps are open and shall be until November 30th. And but the, um, but the water is down a little bit, which concentrates the fish, so you're probably getting a pretty good flow of fishable water coming below the dam into the Platte River, too. That's correct, and we are also catching, people are still catching trout up uh, South Platte River as well. Now, there's, a, there's something you want to talk about. Because it's close to the metro area, and because Chatfield is a popular park, I think you told me when you and I talked earlier that there was like 1.7 million people that went through this park. That's in true. The we, have, uh, we have quite a, uh, an amount of visitors every year, and they come from all over the place. And we did have uh, this last summer 1.7 million visitors here at our park. And because of that, you don't have enough full-time employees during your peak seasons, which means you hire some seasonal people to come in during the peak seasons, and that process is going to get started pretty soon. We wanted to talk to people about the opportunity that brings. In fact, you started as a seasonal employee, and you told me it virtually changed your life. Oh, it has. I am one of those lucky people who is really, truly in love with my job. Um, I did start as a seasonal um, a few years ago. Um, I've uh, I've been in the trades for a while, and uh, being outside is something that I find to be my passion and also my peace. We have seasonal um, positions, uh, and people can start applying for them either online or come into the park from uh, latter part of December to January. Our seasonal uh, employment starts usually between April and May and will extend through the summer to September, maybe early October, depending on our funding and how much um, uh, projects that we might have going on. Now, what are the qualifications, and do you have to have any special skills, or is there a mix of both skilled and unskilled people you look through? Kind of tell us uh, maybe if there's an age requirement and the type of people you're looking for. Well, there is an age requirement. We're looking for folks who have uh, their Colorado driver's license because they will be driving our state vehicles and or uh, ride mowers and things like that. Um, qualifications are skilled or unskilled. We, we are open to uh, all, all levels of skill. We have a lot of different types of activities here that our maintenance crew uh, is involved with, whether it's cleaning bathrooms, weed mitigation, um, 
setting up uh, for special projects or anything like that. All of our utilities here are taken care of by our own crew. Uh, so when we have folks come in uh, for seasonal, if they have a specialty that they like to do or that they've been involved with in former employment, uh, they are welcome to come. And uh, we look at everybody very carefully to see who we can bring in and team up. And uh, this last summer, we're just coming to the end of this season. We had a really great crew. We got a lot of great stuff done, and it was fun. Everyone enjoys themselves here. Well, and this would be a great job for anybody, but I would think some, like a retired person or a a summer, you know, school, uh, somebody who's a student has the summer off, or even a teacher. And if if you and it can be hard work, but if you love the outdoors, you're going to be out with these animals. You're going to have the water, the river. What right. a rewarding place to work! It really is. And I, like I said, I'm one of those lucky human beings, and uh, I love my job. And I I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And so I thought, you know, what a better way to let folks know that we have seasonal positions during the summertime, and there's all kinds of things that we do, and if uh, somebody feels a little insecure, I mean, we have on hand, uh, hands-on training, and uh, we wouldn't put anybody in a position where they're uncomfortable or feel like they might get hurt. That's not at all what we're about. We uh, certainly make sure our folks are uh, comfortable and have the tools and the personal protection to do their job and real, to enjoy themselves. Real real quick, Carrie, what's the process? Do I come by the park? Can I do it online? You Both? can do it online. You can come by the park uh, either way. And you start putting, you start accepting applications when? About the uh, middle to late December and January because by the time we go through that and get all of our applicants downtown, uh, we would uh, have a start date usually between April and May, and it would go through to the summer until August, September, and sometimes even uh, early October. Now, is there information on the website now? Yes, sir. All right. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. That's awesome. I hope we get some people to take advantage of that. Well, you have a wonderful day, and thank you for having me, sir. You bet. Thank you so much. Thank let's, you. Bye-bye. Let's, let's go right back to the phones. And, Ray, I got this all figured out. Here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to either rent or buy a camper from you. I'm going to park it out at Chatfield and become a temporary employer. I'll never have to leave the park. Hey, I, I'm already fighting for that job myself, Terry, so you're, you're a day late and a dollar short, pal. Well, they have more than one opening. Okay, You and right. I could even all have right. coffee together in the morning. Right, right. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know, I think the biggest thing we want to remind people, we can talk all we want about next year and things. There's a lot of great outdoor activities yet this year in camping. Boy, it's, you know, in today's campers, you can tell me this, but they're built so that you can take them out virtually in all weather, aren't they? Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely, especially some of the higher-end campers. In, in our case, the Sonoma brand, uh, they have two-inch thick insulated walls, foil-wrapped insulation. Yeah, they're warm and comfortable in the winter. Um, and this is a big week. I, I leave tomorrow, actually, for uh, Elkhart, Indiana. Elkhart, Indiana is kind of the, the heart of the RV industry in America, and um, this is Expo Week, where all the manufacturers um, uh, display and showcase their new floor plans and new models and new technologies that they're releasing. And this is when the dealers place orders for uh, units that they're going to bring in for inventory, really for 2018. So uh, kind of exciting. I'll I'll be out there uh, looking at several of the factories next week and placing orders. And and, um, by Next week's show, I should be able to tell the folks what's new and coming up in the marketplace. Well, it'd be fun to, you know, that's one of the things about sponsors on this show like you are that 
the people in the outdoors consider it part of the programming because they want to be up to date on the newest technologies. You bet. You bet. And that'll be great to get a report from you on some of the new things. I think there'll be a lot of uh, recreational vehicle people out there anxious oh, to yeah. see what you have to say. Real quick, before we have to let you go, Ray, though, if I want to find you before that, how do I get to your place? Uh, easiest way is on the web, adventurecamper.com. Uh, you can also visit us. We're near the intersection of Arapaho Road and Jordan Road down in southeast Metro Denver. And uh, 303-680-3670 is the phone. All right, and I'll be in line for that temporary job December 1st. <laughs> so you're going to have to line up behind me because I'm going to get the camper like two weeks early, and I'm going to be right out there in your camper in line waiting. So I just want you to know. <laughs> That's good, Terry. Thanks, Ray. See ya. You bet. Ray from Adventure Camper. Great people. We're going to wrap things up today, believe it or not. We have an Air Force football game. And as I mentioned, if you tuned in at the beginning, don't panic. We'll be on most of the time our normal two hours we used to move the show um, to 8 to 10 during football season. We made a uh, decision to leave it at 9 o'clock. Um, that's because on Saturday morning, sometimes I have uh, I stay up a little too late on Friday night. But I actually, it's just good to keep everything consistent. So occasionally we're going to get preempted a little bit. Now, today is an extreme, We got, but we got Air Force football. We don't mind stepping aside for that. That's great. Don't forget to follow us on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Everything that goes on in the show, we document there. You'd have been able to... Uh, Find out if we uh, that we had a short show today, and uh, my Denver Post column is always listed on that. And any any special events or tackle talks or things. By the way, if you haven't gone to my uh, page lately and looked at the new um, Max Baits from Berkeley, the new Max Scent Baits, they are phenomenal. They're just out of this world. We uh, we did a several segments, including some video on my Facebook page on those baits. So you may want to take a look at that. We were up testing them in Minnesota. We were just thrilled. I'm going to sign off. Um, we're going to be back next week, but you're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. There she stood.